Welcome to the podcast series by Great Place to Work, ASEAN and ANZ. This is where we dive into the world of current workplace issues, bringing you stories from leaders of best workplaces in Singapore. Joining us today is Amanda Gervais, Senior Vice President, People and Capability, MasterCard Asia Pacific. Now, I have to say this, who isn't familiar with MasterCard? A global technology company in the payments industry with a mission to connect, empower, and inclusive digital economy that benefits everyone, everywhere. In simple terms, it aims to make transactions safe, simple, smart, and accessible. Now, with over 600 employees in Singapore, 90% of their employees say that MasterCard is a great place to work. In fact, MasterCard is the Singapore best workplace in both our national list and our technology list. They were ranked number five in our Singapore best workplaces list and placed at the fourth place in our Singapore best workplaces in technology list. Now, we know that this accolade isn't simply that. There is a lot of hard work that goes behind it. One of the things is the MasterCard way. And I will ask Amanda to share more about this. But what draws attention is that MasterCard isn't just a tech company or a financial institution for that matter. There is a lot of people work behind the technology that MasterCard presents. Amanda, welcome and thank you for joining us on this show today. Could you share with us more about the MasterCard way? Right. Thanks, Evelyn. Um, and it's really great to be here and to have the opportunity to share more about uh, MasterCard and the culture and the fantastic things that uh, that we're doing that make MasterCard a, a great place to work. Um, about MasterCard Way, uh, really important because MasterCard Way is what underpins our whole company culture. Um, what we call the MasterCard Way is a set of behaviours and habits um, that drive our organisation and the way we operate and how we bring ourselves to work. And we're anchored in three principles, and the principles are move together, grow fast, and create value. And underneath the three principles, we have habits. And these habits are reflected in the way we uh, set our performance goals. That's very much about the how we bring ourselves to work and how we go about our work in, in, in MasterCard. What's the thinking behind all this? So if I were to frame it in its simplest terms, we are driven by a culture of decency. A culture of decency? Yes. Okay, speak Do, more to that. Doing well by doing good, mm-hmm. being a force for good and doing the right thing. And that philosophy and that principle, again, is embedded in everything that we do as a company. Um, it is reflected in the way we recruit and attract talent. It's reflected in the way we develop our talent, our learning and development programs. It's reflected in how we reward and recognise our employees. And it's very much um, not just reflected in how we treat and think about our employees, but it's also reflected in how we think about our customers and how we think about society. Um, and actually, it was just reflected in our recent employee engagement survey. So I think you, you were... Uh, referencing earlier about how many of our employees felt MasterCard was a great place to work. 
And in our recent employee survey, uh, 95% of our employees amazing. are proud to work at MasterCard. That's amazing. Which uh, I'm really pleased to hear that yeah. when you're reading our culture audits, you have the same sense because as an employee myself of MasterCard, um, I can hand on heart say that, you know, that we, that we, we definitely walk the talk um, and our, you know, it's, it's from the senior leaders right through to our employees that we are all very committed to um, reinforcing and um, living by a philosophy of uh, a culture of decency. I think what strikes me, Amanda, is when you said that um, in a MasterCard is about having a culture of decency, but this philosophy threads through not just in the way you treat employees, but in the way you connect with customers and in your approach in how you give back to community. Uh, because, and to, that to me is integrity. Yes. And when you spend so much time in the workplace, you want to be in an environment that you can come to work, you mm -hmm. can bring your authentic self to work, know that you will be valued and respected. And for us at MasterCard, that is very important. And we do value every person that comes to work and chooses to spend their time with us. And so, you know, it is our responsibility to ensure that we are fostering a culture of not just decency, but inclusion. So everyone feels that they have a place, they have equal opportunity, and they can feel engaged and motivated and satisfied when that's, they come into the workplace. That's wonderful. So thanks for sharing us and giving us a brief intro into the MasterCard way. It almost feels like, you know, the way of the Jedi. You know what you are talking about. And I want to just lead this into the topic for today. There's so much talk about a future ready workforce, right? What does building a future ready workforce look like for MasterCard? You see, with technology as it, begins, as, as it continues to advance at a very unprecedented pace, we find ourselves in a world where skills, which were once highly sought after, they can quickly become obsolete. The skills gap between what employers and businesses need and what job seekers have is widening. This makes it very important for individuals and companies to adapt and to prepare for the changing landscape. In fact, in a Deloitte report on building the future ready workforce, the report states that organizations worldwide are facing what the World Economic Forum says a reskilling emergency. In fact, by last year, 40% of the core skills that are required to perform existing jobs are expected to change and more than a billion people will need to be reskilled by 2030. In that same report, it outlines four key characteristics of a future-ready workforce. Now, a future-ready workforce is seen to be a workforce that comprises humans working alongside machines. We have seen that. Um, the advent of AI has gone at such amazing pace just in the last six months. We're talking about a sustainable workforce that's able to meet today's challenges and adapt to tomorrow's challenges. We're talking about a workforce that's always learning, right? Um, the need to keep on learning is so pertinent. And a workforce that's built on enduring capabilities, including the ability to, to, to show empathy, having social skills, emotional intelligence, adaptive thinking, sense-making, teaming, so on and so forth. Now, hearing what you say, looking at your culture audit submission, looking at your employee responses on the Great Place to Work survey. My gut feel is that MasterCard, you are well poised and you might already be in preparation doing many of the above. 
So let's go right into my very first question, right? In this era of rapid technological advancements, how does MasterCard proactively address the need of a hybrid workforce when faced with the need to upscale and to rescale your workforce? So, um, Evelyn, you mentioned earlier that we are a technology firm in the payments company. So by the nature of being a technology company, we are operating in a very fast-paced, evolving space. I can space. imagine, yeah. And so it's it's built into our DNA that as the, the nature of the work that we do in the industry that we are in, we have the natural leaning towards a, a culture of continual learning. And being in the payments industry, certainly during COVID, it has accelerated um, and this conversation is actually quite timely because uh, within MasterCard, we've just completed what we call an, our annual careers month and we call it Own Your Career. Mm-hmm. It's an annual event that we run for all our employees globally and we also um, run regional programming in Asia Pacific. And the attendance has been absolutely phenomenal. And the focus of Own Your Career is a suite of activities, events, sessions, speed mentoring, which is all focused on individuals and our employees having the opportunity to own their career and invest time in their own career development, personal and professional. Uh, Within the region, we have a very diverse workforce uh, from from tenure, from generational, from backgrounds, from culture. Uh, And for us, we have been able to program a really diverse set of curated material and events that have been able to be uh, applicable and relevant for all the types of employees. So there is really something uh, for everyone. And we've actually invested a lot from the people and capability function in self-curated learning. So we have what we call learning academies where uh, employees can um, tap into self-paced learning because we do recognise that every uh, employee has a different need and a different style of learning, a different way to absorb information. So we provide opportunities and we provide different avenues so that you can self-select the pace of learning and the style of learning. We also uh, have really utilised technology So I think you mentioned about the the use of digital. Um, We've really engaged with technology and digital platforms as a way for um, our team members to have access to learning so that you don't have to rely on a one-time turning up to a classroom. Um, We have a fantastic platform uh, called Exec Online where there are some very high-quality curated programs through um, some very well-renowned institutions like Harvard and Wharton. Um, Again, um, high quality, we're getting excellent feedback from our employees. Um, And you can tap into various certifications Mm -hmm. and upskill yourself. Amazing, amazing. um, That I think is, you know, one of the most well-received programs that we have. That's, that's really good. I could almost feel the vibe if you, as you describe on your career, um, the, the, the programs you just run regionally. So I've heard you sit, talk about the different platforms you have to cater to the diverse needs and diverse learning styles of people. I've, talk, uh, I've heard you talk about um, the different ways in which you, you encourage learning. I'm just curious, in terms of skill set, 
um, are there specific skill sets Mastercard is very intentional to kind of to to build as a baseline for across the workforce? And what are some specific skill set it is? I'm thinking of the listeners out there uh, who might be listening in, and they are individual employees who may not be as fortunate to work in Mastercard or work for an employer who is so proactive around it. And if I'm the individual listener and I'm thinking, how do I proactively own my career? What skill sets should I be investing myself in? What would you recommend as strong baseline that I should have for the future? Gosh, that's a difficult question, but a great question. So technology, digital. I think that's the real hot topic that seems to be the the buzzword Mm. that we're hearing. And we are a technology company. And our business model is very diverse. So whilst um, we uh, have our core business, which is around payments and flows of payments, there is also a very um, grow, a significant growing part of our business, which is in the cyber and intelligent space. Um, one, we've just done some uh, analysis of the support that we provide uh, for, for learning programs. We have what we call a, a global tuition assistance program whereby you have uh, access to up to 11,000 US dollars to complete a certification. Anyone. And or anyone. It's a global policy. Open to anyone. Within MasterCard, yes. And 11,000 US dollars yes. per program. Yes. You're going to get lots of applicants <laughs> after this. After this, um, this <laughs> today's episode is getting aired because that's very generous. Because we encourage learning. We do feel that there is... Is there a bond a, attached to that? After I take that program, do I need to stay with you for the we next do 10 have years some of my condition. life? Well, not 10 years, no, <laughs> no. But we but we do have some... Obviously, there are some eligibility okay. criteria. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, but we also know that you know the, it's, such a, it's such a rewarding experience yeah, that it it's is. absolutely a, a fantastic yeah. uh, investment. And some of the more popular areas that people are um, self-guiding and... Yeah, what, what that and, was? Yeah, so you. AI. Okay. Blockchain... Um, cyber and um, you know and anything in that sort of digital digital space. space, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, the other thing we 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 have is a really incredible partnership with uh, NUS okay. in Singapore. So uh, they are one of our educational partners, and we have uh, offered a number of uh, NUS um, programs that have been certified and approved by our company for sponsorship. That's so amazing. when our employees and all employees can have access, access to, to the NUS. What kind of programs have been popular? I'm just curious. So really similar, very much in the digital space. Yeah. Um, and NUS are very strong Yes, in they the fintech been. space, yes. Yeah. And so we do a lot of collaboration. Um, mm. So, yeah, the most popular programs continue to be the AI side, yeah, blockchain um, yeah. And, uh, and cyber. Um, so we're really fortunate that we've got these fantastic partnerships that um, – not only help to upskill mm-hmm. our own employees, mm-hmm. but also help with our collaboration with leading institutions yeah, so that yeah. we can really utilise our knowledge um, yeah. at MasterCard and yeah. also you know, co-create yeah. some of these curriculum programs. With so so what I'm hearing is that uh, at MasterCard, you don't just have that motherhood refrain that you need to learn, you need to upskill or reskill, but you provide, number one, the resources, the financial resources to do that. You put in place um, programs to build that culture of learning, to encourage employees to think about their career, to take ownership of their career, 
you have provided the platforms and access to these platforms for them to learn either on a formal basis to get formally qualified or from a micro learning perspective. Um, so you're not just paying lip service, right? But there is a lot of tangible, a lot of physical support and resources to enable the employees while they work while they deliver on their KPIs and goals, but they actively planned and future-proof themselves. Absolutely. It's a great summary. Because you have people who are not just working in Singapore, but you probably need to work across geographical markets, right? And uh, this ability to work, whether in person or to work with virtual teams, how, how do you enable all this to be seamless and to be one where people feel is collaborative? This question is is an interesting one because we think about we often talk about pre pandemic and post pandemic um, and I joined Mastercard during COVID so I consider myself what we call it the COVID cohort so I've had a very interesting experience in onboarding, onboarding into a new organisation where I effectively spent two years working mostly from home and not actually getting to meet my Most colleagues, colleagues yeah, yes and yeah. so when you're asking me the question how did we do seamless Collaboration. I think. Yes, oh, you ever knew? I think of it <laughs> myself as a people leader who had teams that I still have not met all of my team. Yeah, um, you and I think eleven my, countries, yes, right? It's eighteen. Eighteen. Oh my gosh! All right. And then I think of myself as an employee. How did I feel connected mm. in joining a yeah, new organization? Share experience. Yeah. And so, pre-COVID, we always did have flexible working. But what I think was really important for us as a company was we were able to. Um, activate technology very, very quickly. And I think that was one of the key enablers Mm. where we were able to ensure that all our employees had the tools and resources and systems accessible when we moved from what was a highly integrated face-to-face in-person environment to operating with a higher degree of virtual collaboration. So I think being able to have good tools and technology was incredibly important so that you could have multiple ways to be able to access communication with your team members, particularly if you're meeting someone for the first time, you could get on a video and actually see them face to face. So enabling technology uh, as, as I think being one of the, the keys. Um, and actually that did come, was called out in our survey as well. I think we wrote that as one of our employee experience questions around whether our employees felt that they had the right tools to be able to work collaboratively in a hybrid environment and we did come in at 91% which is a very very high score for Singapore yeah so people are feeling comfortable and confident that they've got the right tools so I think number one it starts with having basic infrastructure in place right absolutely and then as we've progressively come back into the office and we've made a real conscious effort um, and we've taken an approach of team agreements so I know some companies have um have minimum days in the office yeah. and they're all different versions that companies yeah. are adopting around return return to uh, return to office. We've adopted an approach uh, called team agreements where we are empowering our leaders to make decisions on when their teams should come together in the office. And our guiding principle is we should be coming into the office for what we call moments that matter. Mm. So you're coming into the office for valuable collaboration when you're in the office, you are undertaking activities for innovation and you're coming 
to the office and coming together as a team for those moments that matter. It may be a an office town hall. It may be celebrating a festival. We really did, we recently had a, a Hari Raya event. We had Chinese New Year celebration. Um, and so we actively, within the office environment and for the culture, will host events and activities that give people a good reason to come into the office. So they're spending their time in a useful, valuable way. Um, we do say that if you are going to be on a whole day of phone calls or you have a lot of admin that you may need to catch up on or you have thinking and planning activities, then maybe those are the activities that you could be more productive working from home. And so that is the choice that you make and you have that conversation with your manager. So that we do provide like that. That sounds like a culture decency right there. Are there instances where there are leaders because you hear stories of how there are some organisations where the leaders would expect all staff to be in all the time. Have you got instances of leaders, of line leaders who then say, moments that matter is all five days? We... We've had those conversations and there've definitely been some healthy debates because yeah. I, I think within AP as a region, yeah. um, culturally, the FaceTime and relationships is quite important. But equally, um, we are a very diverse region and not everybody can be co-located. And we actually do have many managers who are managing teams in other locations. And so it's very rare for a manager to have their entire team co-located. But what we have really emphasised if for the moments that the, the philosophy of moments that matter. So if that is a sales team coming together to discuss a deal, and if that is a deal that is running for five days that week, then that makes sense for the team to come together five days a week to have that interaction and to be productive. Mm. So I think the emphasis then again is really for the leaders to role model, okay. to be very clear yeah. on what those moments yeah. that matter and how that translates to increased innovation, better collaboration, teamwork, yeah. and then ultimately productivity. Could you, could you speak more to what does MasterCard do to be very proactive about building a sense of cohesion, about maintaining the MasterCard culture that's been so strong as people are dispersed, as teams are dispersed? Has there been deliberate strategies around them? The MasterCard way okay. has <laughs> been pivotal for, for cohesion because MasterCard way is the common language that everyone in MasterCard understands. Okay. And so when we are having team meetings and we are calling out behaviours in a positive way or calling out actions, we will reference MasterCard way. So to, for that cohesion to be reinforced when you are speaking the same language and it transcends any culture, any country, any tenure, age, we all have something in common. Mm -hmm. So that really really yeah. reinforces and anchors yeah. the company cohesion. Yeah. Yeah. And we also ensure that MasterCard Way is actually built into all of our people processes. Okay. So we've just uh, in the middle of um, and nearly completing actually our mid-year performance and development card planning process. And part of that conversation is not about just the what and how you're doing, but how you're doing it. And the how is all about the MasterCard Way. So again, when we have constant and regular touch points 
that reference back to the MasterCard way, that is our common language. And that's why you, get, you have 90% of people saying, this is a great place to work. Yes. That's amazing. Well, the workforce of the future is expected to be more diverse, right? And we know that building a workforce that's diverse, that's equitable, where the people feel included, where all diverse groups feel belong, it is important, especially in Singapore and in APEC that we cover. Could you share more of what MasterCard has done in this aspect? So DEI for us is diversity, equity um, and, and inclusion. And it's one of the core foundations within the MasterCard way as well. So one of our habits under Grow Together is bringing in different perspectives, which is at the heart of DEI. And we are incredibly committed um, and for anyone who has uh, done research and looked into MasterCard and, and what we stand for from a DEI perspective, um, it, we've made incredible progress and we've received a, a lot of external recognition for the work that, and, our, and our commitment um, to DEI. Our focus this year has very much been on inclusion and inclusion for us means that we want all our employees to feel that they have an equal opportunity for opportunity in advancement, promotion, development. It, it no might matter. be a rhetorical question. You said, I want all employees to feel that way. When you say all, do you mean all? So wherever you are, the person sitting next to you, the person down the corridor, the person downstairs or upstairs Regardless in the office. Of rank, even the most junior officer? Correct, yes. Okay. Yeah, I'm just asking because yes. um, in many times or many places, policies or benefits or programs are stratified, right, based on uh, where you sit or based on the rank that you hold. So when you said, oh, that caught my eye, um, that caught my ear, I, wanted, I was just curious, did you really mean for all employees? Yes. So that, again, is something very deliberate. So that you'll see reflected in our people policies and mm. our benefits. So mm. if I just give you an example around our employee benefits, of which we're very proud to be quite um, leading edge. You are, you are very generous. Yeah. So um, we have gender neutral benefits. They are uh, applicable to all our employees. It is not tied to your job level. It is not tied to your tenure. It is not tied to your rank. And that is quite progressive, particularly in Asia. So yeah. we're, we're very proud of ensuring that we do genuinely reflect our stance on equal opportunity. Yeah. And that is reflected in very, very much in our, in our people policies. What are some plans you have in the horizon to strengthen um, MasterCard's programs you know, in this DEI area? And so one area that we have found to be really impactful, and I, I know that it's it's, a, it's an interesting topic, particularly in AP, where we have such diverse populations as it is. And within AP, we've got 18 countries. And even actually within the Singapore office, we have many nationalities, <laughs> I could imagine. many different yeah. backgrounds. We are a melting pot. Right. So naturally, as, as an organisation and as a country, we are already very diverse. So we lean very heavily into the diversity is already there, mm -hmm. but how do we make sure that we are really being um, inclusive? Yeah. And we have a very active um, group that we call the business resource groups. And uh, I think that is one area where it's, it's 
and uh, a set of initiatives and a set of um, communities that really allow true inclusion. And we really rely heavily and lean into a concept of allyship as well. So our business resource groups, or some companies call them the employee resource groups, are a real key component to how we drive inclusion because we have these self-directed employee groups who are very passionate about driving, whether it's Yopro, which we call young professionals. So it's a community of uh, young professionals early in their career who come together with common interests. And there are also allies that join those groups who then have an appreciation for Yopros, which again really helps with that inclusive mindset. We have a very active women's leadership network, which is not just open to women, but we have a lot of very active male allies. And again, very important that you have allies who can then appreciate from a different perspective. Um, we have just recently relaunched our Pride Network, which is our LGBTQ community, and we've just relaunched that in Singapore. So that is very exciting and um, very much looking forward to advancing that uh, inclusive community uh, as well here in Singapore. And we are then also now looking to um, set up and adapt, which is for people with disabilities. We are looking That's to wonderful. That's set really up in great. Singapore. So having these communities, uh, I think, in addition to all of the people programs and initiatives, just gives that extra layer of uh, our, some of our employees to have that sense of belonging. They can join a community that they feel um, they can identify with. And also we then uh, have allies that will also join that community so that they can get a better understanding of a group that they may not have so much awareness. And again, that really just helps us to sort of continue to build that that community and that uh, sort of family That's amazing in the company. That's amazing. So we are in this topic around future ready workforce. We address the topic about the need to future proof our skills, upskilling, reskilling. We talk about um, working in a hybrid work environment where people either work on site or they work remotely. We talk about diversity, inclusion, equity, and belonging. So we, we covered skills upgrading. We covered around hybrid work arrangements. We covered um, DEIB, right? Let's move on to the, the fourth topic, which is very pertinent when it comes to the idea of a future-ready workforce. And there's the idea of, of leaders, right? The reality is leaders can make or break things. And as we think about a future that is one that's fraught with challenges and changes, the idea of leadership and the role of leaders and what they need to do and how they are to be behave is evolving with a changing workforce. And how does MasterCard you know, nurture future-ready leaders who are able to effectively guide teams through all this uncertainty, leaders who are able to inspire innovation, leaders who are able to take care of their people and their own well-being and able to adapt to the new workplace realities. What have you done in the space of nurturing future-ready leaders? So it probably, probably, it does tie back <laughs> to our investment in, in learning and, and okay. development. Yeah. So uh, we not only are investing in, in today's leaders, but we do um, spend time and energy and investment in our succession planning process as well and identifying future leaders. So we similarly provide um, a very uh, curated set of development programs around people leadership capability. 
curious, what kind of skills are you building or what competencies are you building in your leaders? Uh, so as an example, if you're looking at, uh, we have a group of country managers. So we have a very important team that leads the country for MasterCard and they are responsible for the PLL of the country. And we have uh, reactivated um, a fantastic and very um well thought through and a very deliberate plan around developing our country managers and not just country managers for today but thinking in five years time what are some of the skills because the nature of how countries are evolving from a business perspective I think as you've mentioned before is happening at a very very fast pace yeah we also through our learning academies have a core set of skills and training so again we have a very extensive menu because we have different people leaders at different stages of their Mm. cycle we have highly experienced leaders that are coming into our organization up and coming they may need a intervention around transitioning into mastercard so we have an offering Mm. that supports that leader and we have uh, people leadership programs for women so we've had specific programs for called Women Who Lead. So that's been specially curated for women in, in leadership roles. Uh, we have uh, curated programs for first-time managers because they have a particular set of needs. So I think for us it's been really important for us to understand the personas of the people leaders that we are training and ensure yeah. that the, le- the learning intervention yeah. is suitable for... Yeah. Yeah. Um, and if I could move on to the very last the last point, and that is changes, disruption. We have gone through so much collectively in the past three years, four years. You've got the pandemic, you've got the war, you've got the inflation, you've got you've got disruption, you've got AI, the advent of AI. We've got the new ways of working, the new work arrangement. How has Mastercard, you know, um, leverage? to build a resilient workforce? So I've reflected on how we addressed our response to COVID because that was a crisis. Yeah. And as a new joiner, it was such um, a critical time in... I guess in life, in, in in my lifetime as an HR professional um, during such a um, unusual, and I know everyone uses the word unprecedented, but it was, um, <laughs> and the way we showed up as a company to care for our employees and the investment and the support that we provided, not just in COVID, but that has continued. And one area which um, I, I know that we have spent an incredible amount of in time and thoughtfulness in planning is thinking about what we call the whole you, which is looking after the full health, well-being of our employees and what support tools and systems can we provide for our employees to ensure that they are looked after from every aspect of their life, whether it's from financial, it's health, it's well-being, it's balance, it's training, and all of those factors put together really helps us to be that stabilizing force that when you're experiencing change and uncertainty in many other external macro factors that are beyond your control, you've got the comfort 
that within your organisation and for us when you're in MasterCard, there is a sense of... Refuge. Yes. That's beautiful. That's really, really good. Could you share for yourself, what are some... Um, and I know this is off the cuff, right? But we, what are you doing for yourself to future-proof yourself professionally? That's a great question. Um, it's a good question, particularly for a, a PNC, people in capability or an HR professional, because we do spend a lot of our energy focusing on Everybody making sure our employees. Yeah. Um, so I've really... Um, taken a commitment with the leadership team within people and capability that we also spend time and energy investing in the development of, of our own team. Yes. Yeah. So we do things like a learning Monday. So this was something um, that we brought in probably a couple of years ago and we uh, have a volunteer group that we rotate every year and they curate a learning program of all different types of uh of topics mm. and we run it on a monthly basis every Monday just for our people and capability team across AP and we tap into different topics so, so uh, one of the most popular ones was uh, we had a Japanese meditation session oh. which was absolutely brilliantly curated uh, we had uh, this uh, one of the uh, the CEO of Mercer come and speak to us about being a female leader and what That's it better, takes right? yeah. um, we've had um our own internal data and services team talked to us about the future of data analytics. We've had the leader of our AI garage in India come and talk to us about the future of AI. And we um, have had such a great response. And so we really wanted to, again, make sure that for ourselves and how am I future proofing, I'm making sure I'm always learning. So, you know, I attend these Learning Monday sessions along with the team because yeah. I want to know that I'm taking a bit of time out to learn something that I perhaps never learned before. Amazing. Um, and as a company, we also have what we call Flexi Fridays. Mm -hmm. So from 1 p.m. on a Friday afternoon, you have the opportunity to not have regular meetings but to use that time for learning and reading. And I think having... Um, every Friday. Every Friday. Amazing. So I, again, try to be a little bit disciplined if I can yeah. and use that time to pick up some reading. We've got, you know, access, as I said, to some incredible resources. Uh, yeah. And just having that discipline to use that time to effectively. Time to just learn, yeah. right? So I want to be continually learning as much as everybody else in MasterCard. That is amazing. And that's, that's showing the way of role modelling what you, what you talk about, what you preach about. That's, I hope so. <laughs> yeah, that's great. That's great. Thank you so much, Amanda. It has been a lovely conversation. I've learned so much. I've not just learned um, about MasterCard from the cultural audit that I read, but I think you 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 bring to life what we have read, um, the passion, the enthusiasm, the energy in which you bring to this conversation. I really appreciate that. So thank you very much for your time. No, thank you so much for having me. It's been an absolute pleasure All to right. spend this afternoon with you. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. This podcast is brought to you by Great Place to Work ASEAN, Australia and New Zealand, your partner in transforming workplaces through our unique culture and certification program. We foster a future of work that's inclusive and fulfilling, inspiring organisations to build a culture of trust, collaboration and engagement. Do tune in to our next episode and stay connected with us on Instagram, LinkedIn and Facebook. Let's shape a truly great workplace together.